Hi, everyone. Welcome to today's show. Before we get to our interview today, I would like to just remind you that we have the International Sacred Sexual Music Festival happening virtually live stream this year, April 16th, 17th, and 18th. I am going to be celebrating my birthday on the 17th of this Sacred Sexual Music Festival. We have over 20 plus sexuality experts, teachers, demonstrators, healing practitioners, and musicians that we we all can learn from and reflect on a new way to honor our life force energy. So the speakers, the dancers, the musicians from all around the world are really going to get us in touch with the essence of our sexuality. We're going to learn how to live with a new, more sacred sexual energy in times of the Me Too movement and the Harvey Weinstein era. We're going to learn about what different spiritual traditions teach about sexuality, how we can shift our culture to remember when our bodies were seen and known as sacred, why we live in a sex-phobic culture and how to step into a new attitude. We're also going to learn about our sexual life from the recent pandemic and social justice crisis. And we're also going to learn about the greater cosmological, planetary, and evolutionary cycles we are a part of. This is really going to be an amazing virtual festival. I do hope that you will join us. We have tickets for sale now. The link is in the show notes, but you can go to sacredsexualmusicfestival.com. All right, let's get to our guest today. Hi, and thanks for tuning in to the Path 11 podcast. I am your host, April Hanna. At the Path 11 podcast, we are here trying to deliver leading edge research on consciousness, healing, and metaphysics. And just like you, we are trying to answer the big questions about life. Who are we? Why are we here? And what is our purpose? We hope by listening to our podcast, it will make each day you live on earth a little easier to understand. And now for today's podcast. Well, hello, everyone. Welcome to the Path 11 podcast. I'm so happy that you have tuned in and you are listening. Now, if you're listening in the month of April of 2021, you are going to hear a lot of podcast interviews with presenters at the Sacred Sexual Music Festival. So Path 11 Productions has been chosen to bring this festival to the world. We are going to be live streaming it. It is a virtual conference this year due to the pandemic. And I am trying to get as many of the presenters on on the Path 11 podcast um, to talk a little bit about what they are going to be presenting and teaching at this conference. But I have been pretty excited to be able to bring in a new topic of spirituality, which is also talking about sexuality and intimacy as being a human being here on this earth. Now, we are going to have Cheryl Dawn Watson on the show today. She is a womb coach, sexual awareness and intimacy coach, and body-centered therapist. She's from Vancouver, Canada. So a lot of the presenters are from Canada, which is where the festival usually takes place in person. Uh, I know we have a lot of uh, Canadian listeners out there. So uh, Cheryl Dawn also offers online and in-person sessions, and she draws from a diverse background of body-centered therapies, shamanic medicine, which we've talked a lot about shamanism on this show before, uh, teaching at two colleges, and most recently from her wisdom in co-facilitating co-facilitating a womb coaching certification program. So I have no idea what that is. So I'm really excited. I'm really excited to talk to you today, Cheryl. So welcome to the Path 11 podcast. Thank you, April. Yeah. So tell me, how did you get into some of this work and, uh, you know, working with sexual awareness and intimacy, and then all of a sudden, you know, this womb coaching. So I got to hear about that too. 
Yeah, so um, how I got into this uh, kind of work was actually doing some of my own personal healing. So um, I didn't even realize the depth and magnitude that um, I was holding trauma from my childhood, from my early adulthood, and just from the cultural ways that were held um, and told who we're supposed to be and how we're supposed to be as women. So um, that's where my journey really started. And um, my career was uh, working in massage. So I had a massage practice, a traditional practice for, um, I guess it's 25 years now. And uh, it started weaving together. So I started doing more and more pelvic health work. And um, what came forward within doing all of that work was how blocked um, my patients were with their sexual energy, with vitality. And I started drawing the links um, between what was going on in their physical symptoms and the big grocery list of issues they were coming in with and um, merging that with what was going on with sexual health as well and wellness and overall vitality. So that's kind of where I got started. So, um, yeah, and what I do now is I merge my clinical knowledge and awareness with complementary medicine with um, some of the erotic arts as well. So, yeah. Interesting. So we also had another uh, presenter on uh, and he taught, he was a massage therapist as well. Who's presenting at the conference, uh, Gian Amin, I believe I'm, if I'm pronouncing his name right. Mm-hmm. And he also talked a little bit with our audience about uh, massaging the pelvic area as well. So um, I always think it's good to get two different practitioners ideas about that. And, you know, why do we hold so much energy there and why is it important for that area to actually be massaged and be paid attention to in order for us to have more vitality? So if we think about our, our pelvis, it's a place of uh, grounding. It's our root. It's um, where we hold the true essence of who we actually are. If we think about sexuality, because our sexuality is the greatest expression of the essence of who we actually are and um, our root and our orgasmic potential is housed in this part of our body. And it's also like for people with wombs, um, it's also a place where we transform energy and we hold energy. So um, that is a place where we really need to do some good um, clearing of the tissues on a physical level, but also energetic and spiritually. So that's what what I've been sort of overlaying with my massage um, background. Great. Well, and congratulations for the amount of years that you have been in massage therapy, because I have heard and, you know, I have a lot of friends who are in massage therapy, too, but that some people just 
physically can't even last mm-hmm. five years more. Like that sometimes yeah. is the, either the burnout, the cutout date for massage therapists. One, I think if maybe they're not doing their own personal work, um, but two, I know a lot of physical injuries can happen with shoulders and hands and, you know, arthritis and stuff like that. So I think people that really do make it past that are really doing good work on themselves, you know, as well and allowing for that longevity to happen because it can be rare to find people that are in the massage field for as long as you've been in there. Yeah, it really is um, kind of stunning. And as a tiny person, I've had to learn how to um, change how I work, right? Um, And really adapt. And that's another reason why I'm um, doing more of the coaching, and I'll bring in the body-centered therapies that I do as well, but it's not going to be an hour and a half of full-on hands-on. There's going to be the coaching and um, the pieces of self-responsibility and really grabbing onto um, our healing. And, um, you know, I'm there as a guide, but it's your body Uh, It's your life. How can I support you to get where you want to go? Yeah. And what issues do you find your clients are bringing to you? Like specifically, what are you helping people with? Do you know, um, since the pandemic, what I've really noticed is that the landscape has opened up for people to be working with some of the pieces that are woven throughout their lineage. So really, um, people are much more aware of um, the patterns that have been running in their family, right? It's often not just showing up here with you now. And I um, noticed these with my patients when I was doing fertility work with people and it was like oh there's this history of miscarriages or whatever it happens to be and it just weaves through our lineage um and it could be a history of um you know sexual traumas as well right um that you know it's maybe it's been from two generations back and now this pattern is showing up again in um, this person's life who's sitting in front of me. So we really have a, a, a broad, full spectrum look at what's going on with a person and why these symptoms are presenting. And then we decide together um, what is the best approach. So I'll offer up some options of what we could do and um, we'll just see what fits for them. Yeah. Great. So can you tell me a little bit about this womb coaching? Um, I, I don't want to assume that it's just for pregnant people, but as soon as I hear the word womb coaching, mm-hmm. I'm thinking, oh, maybe there's something having to do with fertility or pregnancy, and I could be totally wrong. So what is it? <laughs> so it could have to do with pregnancy and fertility, but it actually, the base of it um, has nothing to do with that specifically um so i'm co-creating this this womb coaching program and it's a six-month program and we are nine weeks in and the amount of healing that people are doing in that circle is jaw-dropping 
So um, that's the, the first thing. And what it is, is really um, one of the first things we do is we get people connected to that part of their body. So it's shocking how many of us um, don't want to drop our energy down into that part of our body because of whatever whatever our personal reasons are. And we're not used to um, working from there. We tend to use our head a lot, but our head is really, really busy. Lots of thoughts, lots of inner dialogue, lots of bouncing things back and forth. We can bring the energy to our heart, which is really beautiful, but sometimes that gets overly emotional, and I'm really familiar with that personally. Um, but when we drop the energy down even further into our womb space, that's where we get the crisp, clean, uh, clear answers. And it brings us into our presence, which is also part of what I'm going to be talking about at the um, Sacred Sexual Music Festival. So really dropping our energy down and getting connected to what what is our actual truth about a specific issue um, our bodies have have the answers for us and we really need to start listening to that and getting grounded and embodied so um, there's a grounding part but there's also like really taking up all of the space in our physicality that's um another layer of presence. So if we begin to drop into that space and mm -hmm. things begin to heal for us, how do people move into the world differently after going through your program? So, yeah, I mean, that list is, is long and varied as well, but with more power, more confidence, Right. When we know our truth, then we know how to create the appropriate limits or the appropriate boundaries. And we know what we want. We can focus our energy going in that direction. Um, it's also oftentimes a matter of clearing up some of the the physical issues that are going on in our bodies. So with the menstrual cycle, with pain, with heavy bleeding with fertility issues, endometriosis. Yeah. Okay. So for people that are suffering with that, for women who are suffering with that, going into the womb and doing this work, you've seen people actually heal those physical ailments or those issues with their menstruation <laughs> and endometriosis and things of that sort. You know what, it's, um, yeah, it's remarkable. And it's not like one session, and um, everything is all better, right? It is a practice and getting down and getting through all of the layers of what brought um, a person to that issue. Um, right now, what I can share about one of our, our participants in the workshop is that she has had extreme pain and discomfort with her cycle since she was 11. She has endometriosis and um, in nine or 10 weeks, she is uh, has really shifted things in her last cycle was a breeze compared to where she's been before. So 
Yeah, it's it's quite remarkable. And she's doing her work, right? So some of it is a bit of heavy lifting. It's not all easy peasy necessarily, right? Right. So can you go a little more in depth? Because it's it's a little vague, but like, mm-hmm. I'm curious to know, like, what is some of that work? Like, is she clearing out mm-hmm. some of the stuff within her generations? Or do you see with people that are working on these issues that there is maybe sexual trauma and that there there's maybe emotion that's trapped there and they're able to release that? Like, what what are some more specifics just so our listeners can maybe identify within mm-hmm. themselves like, yeah, okay, well, I do have, I've had these issues with my menstruation for a long time, or I do have this and, um, oh yeah, that sounds like me. Maybe I should, I should do this womb coaching thing. Thank you, April. When I'm in the middle of what I do, I don't really stop yeah. to think about that. So that's really helpful. So one of the things, um, that we've had her doing is she's very um, animated and very um, uh, lots of energy talks really, really fast. And we've helped her to bring her energy down and slow it down in her body as she, she drops down into that space. So she's had a bit of a battle with that part of her body because she's been in pain since she was 11, right? So we're helping her to um, step into that space that has not been comfortable for her. And within that, she's healing some pieces of sexual traumas. She's healing some of the emotion and she's finding her way through the pain and finding what is underneath all of that right so there might be layers of fear there might be layers of anger and then what is underneath all of that she's finding a lot of power underneath all of that um She's also working through some layers of um, what's what she's been told about what it means to be a woman in her family. So, yeah, there's there's a lot of different layers. Great. Good examples. And mm. how about what have you seen with people or women that have struggled with infertility? Do you notice a theme or a pattern or, you know, because I'm assuming that really you're working with some of the emotional components of things that manifest physically for us. And I know that if we had an in vitro doctor or somebody like that, they're going to take more of this medical look at why people, you know, struggle with infertility. But I mean, I've seen a lot of people do emotional work and then all of a sudden they're having babies. So I don't think it's necessarily all science here, but um, have you seen in your practice any sort of theme with women that struggle with infertility that you can make a connection with? Absolutely. And I mean, uh, you know, it's not just one theme, right? Like there's a lot of different themes. So if I was to share um, the work that I'm doing with one woman in my practice right now, they've been trying to get pregnant for a number of years. She's probably early 30s, super, super healthy and fit. And there's no explainable reason, right? Um and, you know, they're looking at their options with uh, fertility, um, IVF as well, right? So they're looking at all possibilities. But what we're working on right now is um, 
her her fear of getting pregnant. So she really wants a baby, but she's really fearful of getting pregnant because she grew up in a very Christian family. And um, she was recalling this incident at church where a young woman got pregnant and she wasn't married and all of that. And there was so much shame and she didn't realize how she's holding that energy and even just getting her to um, let her belly out into her hands has been um, has been a bit of a, 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 a back and forth kind of a, a movement for her, just allowing herself to take up that space and to work through the layers of the programming of shame around pregnancy. So um, we're not at the end of that story yet, but that is one of the, the big barriers. And, you know, we, we've done a lot of the physical work, like realigning her uterus in her body. And, um, you know, she was still not getting pregnant. And I think that when she shared that piece, I feel like that is probably a kingpin to what is actually underneath the the bigger block. Wow. And isn't that fascinating where that wasn't even necessarily something that was said to her, but was observed Mm -hmm. in her church when she was younger and how that can make an imprint. I mean, that's what we talk about when I've had guests on about the programming that happens in our unconscious mind in the subconscious and how that really all of those imprints are very strong, you know, up to eight, 10, 11, 12 years old. And we may not even know that witnessing something like that and hearing a story and it had nothing to do with us, but you can carry that with you for so many years. Absolutely. And I mean, this is cultural and we don't even know the ways that we're held and constrained. Like we don't even know. And I think one of the really rich ways to learn a little bit of that is to go and live in a different culture. And it's like, "Hmm, why do I do what I do, right? Why do I think like that? Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So tell us a little bit about um, what you're going to be presenting, uh, presence and pleasure, right? That's the the topic of your talk at the Sacred Sexual (laughs) Music Festival. So give us a little taste of what um, people are going to learn in your presentation. Yeah, so what we're going to talk about is what presence actually is and what does it mean to really embody that presence. So what is presence with our mind? What's presence with our heart? What's presence with our body and our spirit? And um, we'll be doing a little exercise um, to help people ground into what that looks like and then we're going to talk about what what is pleasure because that is a very large spectrum as well so um what is it on the inside what does it look like externally and what is pleasure within our body within our heart within our mind and within our sexuality like what does that actually look like and um bringing it back to the self because I think so often when we talk about pleasure or sexuality we connect that with another person and really it all starts and ends with us quite honestly so I'm excited about that. 
Excellent. And if people would like to work with you, um, how do they find you? Do you have a website? And it sounds like you are doing some things virtually, you know, with the Mm -hmm. pandemic. So you're not just, um, just have to work with people where you live in person. But yeah, let my listeners know how they can find you. Yeah, so it's CherylDawn.com. And that's Cheryl with an S, H-E-R-Y-L-Dawn, D-A-W-N.com. And that's where my website is. There's more information and a booking button if you decide to book. Wonderful. So we still have tickets on sale for the Sacred Sexual Music Festival. We're doing our best to give our audience just a gentle taste of each presenter or as many presenters as we can uh, get on the show before April 16th. Uh, The virtual conference runs April 16th, 17th and 18th and tickets are on sale at a discounted price until the 16th. So if you wait till the last minute and decide that you're going to hop on the conference, either the 16th, 17th or 18th, you will pay a little bit of a higher price. Um, So there is a sale going on right now. So head on over to sacredsexualmusicfestival.com, purchase your ticket and join us for these beautiful three days of just a whole lot of fun. Um, So I'm excited to be there. I'll look forward to sitting in on your workshop as well. And uh, it was lovely to speak with you and to meet with you. Thank you, April. It's a pleasure being here with you. Thanks, everyone, so much for listening. Again, I just want to remind you, head on over to the sacredsexualmusicfestival.com website to purchase your tickets for the Sacred Sexual Music Festival, or you can visit pap11productions.com to purchase those tickets. I also want to give you a free code. Uh, This code is actually going to be for PAP11 TV. If you are listening to this podcast, you can actually watch our podcast for free on PAP11 TV, and you can start a seven-day free trial. And if you subscribe, I'd like to give you the code PODCAST30. PODCAST is all in caps, and that will give you some money off for your membership. PAP11 TV has over 100 hours of video, and you can download the app on any device. So head on over to your app store and look for the purple PAP11 TV logo. It's beautiful. I love it. And I know you're going to love it too. All right. Thanks, everyone. Take care.